Hi, and welcome to the podcast, His Hands in All Things. My name is Leighton Evans, and I am the host. Our main goal for this podcast is to receive insights from my guests and myself about times that we have felt the Lord's hands in our lives. I hope that this episode will touch you spiritually and you will be able to connect with this guest. Again, thank you so much for listening and please enjoy this episode. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of His Hands in All Things. This episode is a very special episode for me because I get to have one of my very good friends on. His name is Grayson Stort and a little bit about Grayson. He's 22. He was born with spina bifida and has gone through 27 surgeries. He loves being in the outdoors and seeing God's wonderful creations around him. He has three siblings, two brothers and one sister, and he is the youngest of his sib- all of his siblings. His parents grew up in Arizona. He was raised in Provo. He is currently attending BYU-Idaho online, studying marriage and family therapy, and is grateful for his opportunity today on this podcast to talk about his relationship with his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I can't thank you enough, Grayson. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you, Leighton. It's I know we've been trying to get this together for a while, but I'm just so excited to share my testimony about my Savior Jesus Christ and how he's helped me in my life. Yeah, and for those that listened to the Christmas special back in December, Grayson shared a story about the time he felt the true spirit of Christmas with sharing his t- story about the time that he went with the choir at our school. Grayson and I actually attended high school together. We're in choir together for a couple of years, became really good friends there. And I wasn't in this choir he was in. He was in two choirs our senior year of high school. But yeah, that and he, I got to hear of that experience back in high school and it was really cool. But yeah, so Grayson, we kind of know how we get this podcast started and we just go right into times that we felt the Lord's or Father in Heaven's hands in our lives. So is there any experience that you wanted to get started with? Yeah, and I think that when you brought up about how I felt the true spirit of Christmas, I think it was one of the times I really felt the Lord in my life for the first time. Like I can physically remember how I felt that day. And I think what made that experience so special about seeing some of the apostles was the fact that my brother, whom I'm really close with, he was entering the MTC that day. And so we went up early in the morning to Salt Lake to sing in the building. And then we came back and my parents picked me up from school. I was off school for the rest of the day. And we got to take my brother um, to the MTC. My brother has dealt with depression and anxiety majority of his life. And so we knew there was a possibility that he could come home early from his mission. But I took hope and faith that... You know, that experience I had up at the church administration building, understanding that, you know, we are asked, no matter where we are in our lives, whether it's on a mission, whether we come home early from a mission, that we can see his hand in our lives, that pushing forward through those hard times is where it helps us progress and succeed in life. So that's one experience. Another experience I can think of was for my own mission. So as Leighton mentioned, I was born with spina bifida and through that, I've had my own trials, my 27 plus surgeries, and I've been so grateful to have parents who've taught me and raised me in the gospel. Without them, I wouldn't be the man I am today. 
And in those hard moments, I can reflect upon how my testimony grew of the Savior. And specifically, one was I had to miss youth conference due to an emergency surgery. And I found out after the fact that when my bishop found out I was going to miss it because of surgery, he asked that my ward gather together one night and prayed for me. And as I reflected back upon that week when I was in the hospital, I remember there was one night, it was really bad, my pain was really bad, and I just felt this overwhelming sense of peace come over me and come to find out that that was the night that the ward prayed for me. So I can testify and I know that his hand is in our lives every single day. Yeah, that's that's actually a really cool experience. Thanks for sharing that. I don't think I've ever heard that one. But yeah, mm-hmm. you're you're totally right in those aspects in our life, especially when we are struggling with, you know, like in, in your case, you're struggling with spinal bifida and you mentioned your brother as well, who I also know and look up to a lot as well. And his struggles with, you know, coming home early from his mission because of anxiety and depression and, and as well as my own experience with that. But how we really in in our own, everybody's own certain way and everyone's own certain life circumstances, no matter what that may be, anxiety, depression, some sort of physical disability or, you know, some sort of illness that they have. But then how you said that day, your ward had that special prayer for you and you were able to feel that peace and come to find out that those both coincided with together was super cool. So yeah, I mean, and in your experience with spinal bifida, I mean, I've, I've known you now, I think about six years, um, yeah. five or six years. But with that experience, having this, oh, I don't know, I don't want to word it wrong, this element or something like that. How How is that really able to help you realize the Lord's hand in your life more? Is it, has it or? Yeah. So when I was younger, I didn't really understand, you know, I, all I knew was I was born with this disability. That's the only thing I had known. But I remember another experience. It was after a really hard surgery on my back. In fact, I was in the hospital over Thanksgiving. So, you know, I was missing the standard festivities of the family and whatnot. My mom was gracious enough to stay in the hospital with me while my dad took care of my other siblings. And I just broke down crying and... She, my mom proceeded to relay to me what I can remember as the first testimony anyone had borne directly to me about the atonement of Jesus Christ. And we hear, yes, the atonement helps us when we sin and we can repent and change. But it's so, so much more than that, Lee. And we have the opportunity Each and every day, whatever our pains, sicknesses, afflictions, as it says in Alma 7, we can take the opportunity to pray to our Heavenly Father and ask Him through the power of Jesus Christ to be lifted up and to know that we have a purpose on this earth. And there's nothing wrong with thinking, oh, this is going to help other people. That's why we're sent here. The devil is the one who makes us think it's selfish to think of ourselves and how we help others. But in reality, that is our mission on this earth, is to help others come unto Christ and be perfected in him. And I think it was in that moment that I realized that 
when I decide to look at my trials as exactly that, trials of faith. You know, we read about in the Bible and the Book of Mormon about the refiner's fire. And when we have the chance to have the refiner's fire in our life, it can break so many people. But when we have faith in Jesus Christ, we will come out of that fire just like metal, a new and refined product. And I mean, I am nowhere near close to perfect, but it's those moments I can reflect upon and realize how far I have come. And I'm grateful for the friendships I made, you know, through sharing my testimony with you, Leighton, and, you know, our friend Brandon. And so just experiences like that just brings warmth to my heart. The fact that we do have a loving Savior who can be involved in our life. And we just, we need to ask. Sometimes I feel we're so caught up in our phones, we're addicted to our phones, we're addicted to whatever, that we forget that the simplest form of communication and the most powerful form is through prayer and praying to have those burdens lifted. But as well, I think to, for us to ask that our burdens may be made light so we can serve others. That's some focus I've been really having this as I started this new year was how can I serve others, especially when I'm down? In those moments, I start to feel depressed, anxious, you know, alone. It's because we really are alone in the physical and we just haven't made the opportunity to reach out to our Heavenly Father to receive that guidance and that comfort of who we can serve. That's so true. And that's a... That's a really good goal to have, I feel like, for this new year, especially after the year I feel like we've all had this last year, to be able to really just focus on serving others is a really good way because, like you were kind of talking about as well, you know, that's that's what Christ did his whole life. He served others. He was always looking out for everybody else. I mean... Yeah, you mean he spent hours in the temple and, you know, and he, there, we hear all those stories like you were talking about, you know, in the Gospels and like that we studied and he, you know, healed the sick and the afflicted and all that. And that really does tie into Tome as well. But I really do look out to that goal. And as well as you also sharing how we've been able to strengthen each other through our own testimonies, you know, with ourselves and all of our other friends as well. And I, I just have to thank you for that. I like, wholeheartedly, you are Grayson are have been a huge inspiration to me in my life and your your attitude and your love of the gospel is is definitely one that I look up to a lot. I appreciate that and I love how you brought up attitude. And I think that day my mom talked to me when I was breaking down crying was it changed my attitude. It didn't change my circumstances. Mm -hmm. Coming to know my savior didn't change my circumstances. It was my attitude towards those circumstances. Because as you know, medical stuff will always be there. You know, we will have advances in the medical field. But in my mind, I don't think it'll ever be perfect. And so knowing that I can make progress, even if the circumstances stay the change, stay the same. I can make changes in my life, in my spiritual life, in my dating life, you know, whenever I get married. Those moments are going to mean so much more to me because I took the time 
to change my attitude. And that's not to say we're not going to have bad days. We all have bad days. But I think it's the rebound that counts. You know, do we decide to get back up on our feet? Do we decide to put a smile back on our face? And do we decide to help make those things a permanent change in our life? Yeah, so true. And I also like what, how you brought up the, you know, the things that we have around us. Like we all have those things in our lives. Yours is spina bifida and you've had to learn how to adapt to that your whole entire life. And my element at times in my life has been dealing with anxiety and depression. And you know how everybody just has their own element. You know, some of them like we can see for sure, like on your, like you and your spina bifida is, and then some, you know, are internally, but everybody really just does have those things that really do, you know, are hard and, and they have so many hard things that they have to deal with because of this circumstance in their life. But how you were adjusting to your attitude and such. Yeah. It it really does make a difference. Yeah, it really does. And, you know, I think, Surrounding yourself with those who share your same values can be a huge, huge help. You know, and not to say these friends all need to be members of the church or whatever faith you belong to. But I think if they have the same moral standards, you know, the same values of treating people with kindness and respect, I think you're going to progress much faster than those who... You know, surround themselves with people who are not helping them to become better. We need to find people who want us to succeed and don't tear us down at every moment, every time we fail a little. Because in my opinion, failure is just one step we take towards success. And in the wise words of Wayne Goretzky, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And I firmly believe that, that we just, we got to make our shot, obviously, you know, make sure we have all the information needed to make that choice, but then just go for it. And that's something I wish I would have learned a lot sooner in my life. I'm just getting around to finally implementing that. But the changes I've seen is amazing. And I don't know, it's just amazing to see that change is possible. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, how we were kind of talking earlier about the atonement, I feel like at least in my life and from what I've also heard from you as well, is that the atonement is one of the biggest factors of that and how we are able to to change and able are able to continue to, you know, move forward with our lives because of that. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest moments of change for me, if I can share another story. Oh, of course. Go ahead. Would be when I decided to serve a mission. So with spina bifida, your mobility is very limited. You can't walk for very long without getting super tired and winded and certain stuff like that. So when I was younger, a mission kind of seemed obsolete. It didn't seem like something I could do. But when I made the choice to serve, I just woke up one morning and I'm like, you know, I just need to start my mission papers and see where this takes me. So I submitted my mission papers, and I believe the process took about four weeks to fill it all out, get it submitted, and then I waited, I think, another four weeks, so in the span of two months, it all went down. And I got a call from my stake president, and he said, Grayson, uh, I've been in talk with the mission department, they understand the struggles you've been going through, and 
they want to see if he would be willing to serve in what's called the referral center. I had no idea at this point what that was, but it turns out that is kind of the home base for what was then called Mormon.org, which is now, I believe, comeuntochrist.org. And so it's the church's website, and you can go on there, chat with missionaries, request the Bible or a Book of Mormon. And I was kind of taken aback because I was fully expecting for them to just honorably release me, you know, just say, don't worry about it. And I was very taken aback, but to the point where I was like, okay, Heavenly Father obviously trusts me with this opportunity, so I'm going to take it. So I had the chance, even before I got my official mission call, to go to the referral center and, in essence, give it a test run for a day and do the work they do there. And I honestly loved it. I fell in love with the MTC and whatnot. And so I got my mission call. I was called to serve. I left in August of 2017. And before I left on my mission, I had started experiencing excuse me, experiencing some new knee problems. And once again, I had to choose faith over fear. And at this point, I had bought a wheelchair. I had some forearm crunch crutches. I usually walk with just two braces on my leg. It's usually what I've needed. And I went, I was serving, but I realized I was gaining weight at an unprecedented rate. I wasn't as happy as I thought I would be, and my body was really taking a toll. And so I went and talked to my mission leader, and we discussed, and I went and called my uh, orthopedic surgeon, the one who works on my bones. Um, I went and got some x-rays, and it turns out I completely had shattered a piece of my bone. And so we... I made the decision that I needed to go home to get that fixed. So after about nine months of serving, I came home. I was honorably released. And I bring up that story because I feel there is a major misconception in the church, and even with people who look outside in on the church, that if you come home early, that you're no better, you're not a first-rate member, you're not a first-rate follower of Jesus Christ, but in reality, it's not our place to ask why someone came home or why they decide not to serve. You know, I think it's most important that we help them foster that testimony of Jesus Christ, that we help them understand where we can all improve and not single them out for not doing this one thing. And so... That experience has taught me that it's very important that if we want to feel the hand of God in our lives, we need to help others feel the hand of God in their lives by treating them with kindness and respect, no matter their race, no matter their ethnicity, their sexuality. And there are sometimes it's hard. You have loved ones who decide to take a different path than you think they should. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't love them any less. We should, in fact, love them more for knowing that they're picking their own path. They want to know what is true or what is not. And sometimes I think some of us are afraid to go down that path and that we can take a note from these people's lives who decide to tread their own path and know that sometimes grass may be greener on the other side. They will join the church again. They will find God again. 
But in those moments, we just need to love and respect everyone around us, no matter what our own beliefs are. Exactly. That's that's pure gold right there. That's so true. And you speaking of that experience reminds me of all the stuff that you did have to go through because I think Dan, um, not Daniel, but Brandon's brother, Daniel, and I, we came and saw you, I think maybe, maybe like, I think maybe like five days even after you'd gotten home. But I just remember you being still so upbeat and so optimistic about your your opportunities that life is going to give you, even though there was that really hard trial. And Grayson, I've, I've continued to see that in you, you know, now almost four years later as well. And, and it, it's so true that, um, especially what you were bringing up about the, you know, the things with others. And if like someone that we truly do love decides to go down another path that we don't think they should, we, we just need to love them and we just need to continue to, Pray for them and let them be in our lives. We, we, no matter what they may choose to do, we can't, we just can't shun people from our lives or anything. Because Heavenly Father, you know, He said the, the greatest commandment is to love Him, and then the second one is to love others as as ourselves. And that's some. I still feel like that's something I need to work on. But I know that what you said was true, and that. No matter what life circumstances someone may have, they really, we really do need to show our love and support to them. Yeah, definitely. And in fact, I, I, once again, I appreciate that you had me on this podcast and I actually have my own YouTube channel. It's called Advise and Shine. And that is our whole purpose with Advise and Shine. Um, I and my roommate Brandon were the ones who facilitate it is. It doesn't matter your, once again, your race, religion, sexuality, just a place to come and find positivity. Because I am a firm believer that positivity is what can make or break someone's life. That when there's no hope left in your life, that's where you start to hit rock bottom. And yes, you can recover from rock bottom, but it becomes very difficult. And to... (laughs) Use an analogy of Star Wars, you know, sometimes the last hope is all we can hope for. But that's okay if our last hope is a friend who really keeps us going or a scripture that really keeps us going or even our own family that keeps us going. That is what we need to cling to. I, I love the story in the Book of Mormon about Nephi and the iron rod, and how it says they clung to the iron rod. It wasn't just the simple, they grabbed on with two fingers saying, okay, I'm following the word of God to eternal life. It's no, they are grasping with their entire being to hold on to whatever hope they have. And I just, I really hope that those who listen to this can feel that that is what God wants them to do. They want that God wants them to return to him. That's his greatest wish and hope for each one of us is that we return to live with him again. And I know it is possible if we hold to the iron rod, which we're taught is the word of God. So reading your scriptures, you know, saying your prayers, they may seem like simple things, but they can truly, truly change your life. I slipped up for a little while. I wasn't reading my scriptures 
But then the minute I turned that habit around, I was happy again. I had more energy. I wanted to go serve people. And honestly, for those who are listening, I just, I want them to know that service can change their life. Doesn't matter where you are, who you are, how you serve. Just go find someone to serve and your life will be blessed. That's so true. And I feel like especially now during these, you know, we've had COVID now for over a year Mm -hmm. and all of these political upstandings and everything. I just I, I wholeheartedly agree with you saying that service really is the way to forget about yourself and forget about the circumstances that are going on currently and really just focusing your, on someone else and their needs and how you can help them. Because like you were talking about, like in my own life, when I found that I've been serving others and, you know, being outward and not so inward on my own problems, it it really does help. And it helps you feel better. And it helps you feel like, and it helps your, your circumstances as well as you helping other, um, helping that said person you're serving and then their circumstances as well. So I agree if anyone listening out there wants to take one thing from this episode, service is so important and serving others is a good way to not only feel the Lord's hand in your life a lot better, but to as well as to really be able to help you when you're down or when you're facing a certain really hard adversity. Amen, brother. Amen. So is there anything else you would like to discuss or talk about Grayson at all? No, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed this experience. And once again, I just hope those who are listening will have a heart of change and have a want to go and serve others. So yeah, like Grayson was talking about him and like well, a co-host or co-creator or whatever you want to call it. Um, slash roommate Brandon, who is also a really good friend of mine as well, have a YouTube channel called Advise and Shine. There are currently there are currently, I think, three videos on there. Yeah. As they talk about all the time as well. You know, they're they're busy with work and school and such and they try to get up as much as they can and, you know, that's what I do with this podcast as well. Their their videos to have on there right now are very tender and very loving and very like they're you know what they're talking about they just really just hone in that positivity is a an important thing and yeah and that's where you can really just go and follow Grayson and what he has to and hear what he has to say and such so again thank you so much Grayson for coming on and sharing some of your experiences with us yeah no problem thank you so much for listening to this episode of his hands in all things two huge shout outs I'd like to give are for Luana for designing my cover art and for Javin for composing my music if you would like to share your story on the podcast or if you would like to reach out to me my socials are on facebook his hands in all things and on instagram at his hands in all things or you can email me at his hands in all things at gmail.com again thank you so much for listening to this episode and i hope that you have a great rest of your week